Okay, here we are, eight o'clock, everybody. Welcome to Manifesting with Meg. And like I said, I have Heidi Seifkus, or Sifkus. I always said it wrong, say it. Heidi Seifkus. Seifkus. I've only spent hundreds and hundreds of hours with her and I still can't get it right, but God bless, everyone messes up my name. Anyway, so Heidi and I are gonna to toast to actually, I will say surviving El Camino. I don't know what your words you would use, but for all of our Camino amigos out there, here you go, guys. Wait, oh, Camino. JC's on. Even <laughs> better. So we're coming to you tonight um, to talk about, um, as you all know, I do, uh, I do uh, go with my book, and the month of May is Awakening Creativity, so I thought it was perfect. We just got back from this adventure, I would say. Adventure is a good word. On El Camino with incredible people. Our, our group was a group of um, 17 with our guide, and um, and Heidi is my creative collaborator in this whole thing. So I thought, what better person to come on and talk about what an experience we had? And Heidi, so I want you to introduce yourself to my Facebook world. Okay, Meg's Facebook world. <laughs> my name is Heidi Sivkus, and I'm an author and an adventurer. Mm -hmm. So Meg and I have known each other for quite a few years now. We're both based in South Florida. Yes. Uh, we have a similar message, um, and the reason why we came together is all because of, I would say, wanting to manifest something, whether it was change in ourselves, change in, sure. in other people, and she texted me, uh, let's say about a year ago now, oh my God, it's been a year. about <laughs> uh, doing the Camino, and I said, sure, why not? Let's do it. So, uh, 16 plus, I, I guess, sex, 17 of us yes. it was from the Midwest, South Florida, Washington DC, Malaysia. I mean, we came together and we conquered <laughs> 70 plus miles of yeah. the Camino de Santiago, which is basically an inspirational journey, whether you take it on a spiritual, religious uh, level or creative level. Right. So the interesting thing I found about, like, you know, I always get curious about who's going to show up on the journey. And I, at least I knew when I called you, I was like, well, at least I, I like, I, I like what you stand for. I like what you represent. And you are an author. You said that, and you've written three books at this point as well, indicating or even uh, telling the stories of your travel already and your life experience. So why don't you tell everyone a little bit about that so they can know a little bit about you before we get into the meat and bones of our, our trip. So I am passionate about adventure and that doesn't mean necessarily that you have to jump off a bridge and tie yourself to a bungee cord but it doesn't it, sound like fun to me <laughs> it, it means doing something that's new that actually puts you in the zone and so yeah. I've been writing about this for many years because it helped me go through a life change I said okay how can you learn the same thing that a catastrophic event can teach you or that a diagnosis or a loss of something uh, a position at work can do for you right. well you can inject these doses of adventure and it allows you to tweak your perspective on your daily routine yeah so I've been doing this very frequently in my own life but I've been trying to inspire people whether it's through my own tours to Cuba whether it would be my books or my speeches to inject that in there so when Meg said let's do the Camino I said why not and uh, it was absolutely I love a why not <laughs> it was absolutely a, a Fabulous experience and now fabulous. I mean there is ebb and flow there are you know 
peaks and valleys to any adventure, but the end result was change was had by everyone. I think transformation on very different levels. And I want to give a shout out to her books. I think it's really important that we, you know, us authors in the community um, highlight some of the work that we've done so that people actually, um, who it resonates with, gets to, um, you know, see what, what it is, what else, the stories that are out there and, and, and maybe that they pick it up and, and it'll better their life and they get the inspiration they may need as well. So why don't you give them a little briefing? Okay, soup to nuts. We got one, two, three, because you guys can all take three, you know, messages in one, uh, one little snippet here. When all balls drop, the upside of losing everything. So this is talking about tragedy to triumph and what I am trying to educate people about post-traumatic growth, that through any loss, any change, there's an opportunity to use as, as a springboard for positive growth. Which is great, Post, I like that, post-traumatic growth. So a lot of people are familiar with the other, post-traumatic <laughs> stress disorder. And I'm not saying that that doesn't exist, but there is a way to cope with some of those things in a way that you can reach another level. Um, because I went through a life change that involved some trauma, it was a thousand pound tree limb that clobbered me while taking out the trash. So mind you, be very careful. You don't have to jump <laughs> off a bungee <laughs> to have an adventure. You can also take out the trash. Yeah. Life is very um, yeah. unpredictable. So what can you control? Your thoughts. Mm -hmm. And so that is what my message is about, is the power of our own perspective. And so the second book that I wrote is called With New Eyes, The Power of Perspective. And you don't have to have necessarily that trauma to make change happen. Right. So it's talking about how you can do these adventurous things in your life, breaking your routine, um, doing something that's not your norm. For Meg, hiking was not something that was, you know, on her top three <laughs> things to do. Probably not even on the top ten, but it was challenging and now it has taken her writing to a new level. Oh, oh, I don't know about the level, but you know, I, 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 I think that it's very interesting. I'm always very open-minded and some people will argue that that's not true but I'm open-minded to do things once and if I do it once and I like it awesome if I do it once and I hate it at least I tried so <laughs> that is kind of my mentality but for me this particular um, journey was more than 77 mile hike works for me it was 77 I think I got lost twice or three times who knows or 117 kilometers or how many kilometers anyone walked but um, it was more about finding out why I was walking. And the coolest thing is to go with people who already are enthusiastic about the journey, which is Heidi. And I wanna go back two steps because she got hit in the head with a tree branch, right? And had a serious life event where she had to revamp her whole life and transform and come out to be this an amazing traveler now and a blogger and everything like that. So I don't wanna, pass over those big things because honestly those are the things that you know make you awake to the creativity in your life which I think is something that I want to tie it back to because May is awakening creativity but I want to point that out that it was not easy for you that journey I'm sure I mean my God, and where it's taken you now, and now your travels. You just got back from Cuba just recently too. Yes, uh, so my most recent adventure was sharing a place that is near and dear to my heart, Cuba, with one of my VIPs, my father. And awesome. so it dad. was basically getting back from the Camino. All right, 
changing my hiking boots for flip-flops and uh, <laughs> saying, hey, uh, let's repair these blisters and let's head to a place that I have gone to over 40 times now, wow. but I haven't had the opportunity to share it with people that are near and dear to my heart. So I got to see it with different eyes. So although, you know, sometimes I say adventure and you're like, oh, I have to go so far away or I have to spend so much money in, in order to do this, even doing something that's familiar for you, but with someone that it's not familiar mm -hmm. with, you're going to see it through new, new eyes and appreciate Amazing. something about it. So, yes. um, and that led to spe speaking of which, this is my third book and it's cubicle to Cuba. Yes. Uh, it talks about my last six years of traveling to Cuba and the doors or opportunities that is open for me, uh, life lessons along the way and actually the creativity that was sparked on the Camino was um, to do Cubicle to Cuba in Spanish so that I could properly thank those that are in Cuba that opened the doors of their homes to me and have taught me so many worthy life lessons. So currently I am editing that in wow. Spanish. So, wow. whew. <laughs> well, there you go. I'm sure there's a lot of people here in Miami that are watching that might want to uh, take a look at it when you do when you do have it come out in Spanish. I know that um, my first interview for um, the Magical Guide to Bliss was in Spanish, and I have not gotten it translated, much to the chagrin of some people. But I'm getting there. But that being said, that's very exciting to know that it's going to be available in another language, and and there you go, open it up to a whole new group of people, which is exciting, especially Absolutely. since it is Cuba. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Awesome. Well, you know, it's interesting. I wanted to bring out the point. Let's go back to El Camino and and I and I saw some of our, our Camino amigos come on board. Um, one of the coolest things I think um, about this whole trip for me was the fact that I got to show up. I got to show up in this whole journey authentically. And I think that I think that a lot of people um, might not understand really what that means. But it's like, okay, I showed up yelling and screaming. <laughs> I showed up crying, I showed up joyous, I showed up dancing, I showed up however I showed up the day I walked that day. And I think that for um, for me, you know, it's interesting because we were with a group of people and since I found it to be my journey, my first experience hiking, which, oh my God, let me tell you, I don't know, I think I read your blog about, you know, things to take into consideration before you go. And I think if I trained 15 miles a day, I would have not gone. I would have been like, this is boring, I'm not going. But the mere fact is that I did, didn't, and I opened my mind to the curiosity of what possibly could come. I felt a lot more pain, you're right. But I also felt a lot of wonderful surprises. And I got surprised by also the people surrounding me. That was about the connections. I think for me, the whole trip was about the connections. So I don't know if you want to, and you're more of a, you know, a seasoned hiker and traveler as far as like the hiking trails go. So maybe you want to give us or tell it, like set the stage of, of how you went into this trip and, and, and what was coming at you. So for me, the Camino wasn't necessarily something that was new to me because of the physical activity or the gear that you use or the physicality of it. It was doing something that I had never done before. I hadn't passed through any of these towns before, hmm. minus Santiago de Compostela. So I had lived in Spain, but had never gone through Puerto Marín or, uh, let's see, Saria. I had not been to any of these places. Amenal. I had no idea what we were looking for. All <laughs> I was looking at was the guide's notes. And so for me to be in a leadership position but doing it blind, I had to trust a lot of players. And mm -hmm. so for me, uh, that was an adventure. Um, and 
I'm gonna do it again. <laughs> yeah, she's actually going back in October. So if anyone actually is ready to do it and and raring to go, she is signing up people right now for October. What were the dates again? October fifth through the fourteenth. So now that's hilarious to me, but I think that she's <laughs> awesome. She's awesome for doing it. Often to open up that opportunity for so many people. And I, I think my husband said to me when I came back, I would love to do that. I go, I will take care of the kids while you. <laughs> I'm not quite, it's like childbirth, I'm not quite there yet and ready to actually take that on again. But anyway, that being said, she is going again. So if there's any interest out there um, for anybody who had that in their mind to go take on El Camino and experience that, uh, that wonderful uh, spiritual journey, then I definitely encourage you to go with Heidi and Camino Ways is going to be the tour group that it, they're going with, which was fantastic. And maybe you can tell them a little about what we experienced with the Camino Ways to give them an idea. So there's various different ways that you can do the Camino. And in order to have it so that everyone can complete it and enjoy aspects of it, which the probably most enjoyable aspect of the Camino I think for everyone, regardless of what physicality or mindset they came in, were the relationships that they established. Yeah. And going as a group, you're going to establish re relationships with your roommate, with your Camino Amigo, which is kind of your buddy system, or others in the group. But you're also going to be traveling at the similar pace to other people on the Camino. Right. And you're going to start talking and understanding why they're doing it, where they're coming right. from. And so... What is so wonderful about going with at least a tour operator that's going to take care of having the accommodations ready for you, taking care of your larger bag to be transported, right. is that allows you to, I would say, take a little bit more time to enjoy the Camino, to maybe stop occasionally and have a tapa, have a glass of wine, or just appreciate you know, the paisaje, the, the landscape that's yeah. there. The cow, the, the sheep, the are, Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. The smells. <laughs> <laughs> Whether good or bad. Yeah, for sure. You know, I, I, I really did like Camino Ways. I loved Rita, our, our, our guide who was with us. And, and, and Heidi, um, Heidi, you know, was faster, a faster walker in the majority of the time. So she stayed with the, the lead group which we had, and then um, the sweeper, I was with the sweeper, and um, we were in the back, and it was really a good, I don't know, it was a little stressful for you at times, I know, but now when you're going back, you, you, you probably have the lay of the land a lot more secure and, and under your belt, but I thought that that was a good thing, because, you know, so for, you know, it's not even, like, we're, first time beginner hikers, we're trying to figure out the road, you know, we're trying to figure it out, you know, it's kind of, El Camino is this character and this story for all of us, right? Um, I think a lot of people were trying to figure out their shoes, <laughs> their hiking poles, yeah. their hiking poles, um, figuring out who their roommate was, yeah. you know, were they going to get along? So there was a lot of things. So at the beginning of the trip, you know, everyone's got their game face on. They're like, okay, I'm going to be a great person. We're all going to be friends. And then there's going to be some bumps in the road. Yeah. But towards the end, we were all working as a team. Yeah. So it was like, okay, we know that somebody needs to have a little extra care. Uh, they yeah. need a little tiger balm. So if you haven't heard of tiger balm <laughs> yeah. or solenpas, you need to start buying stock in these yeah. if you're going out in the Camino. <laughs> yeah. 
for sure. Oh, also the poles. I love yes. my poles. I never knew what they were for. I felt kind of silly, but let me tell you, they help you along when you need it. You can lean on them. It's like another friend on El Camino with you, right? Yes. 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 I, you I, didn't use them. I didn't use them. You didn't them use them. But, but. Because uh, I'm kind of a shutterbug, so I like having my hands free. But also for me, this wasn't as challenging um, elevation gain, etc., to what I'm used to. But with that said, five to six hours on your feet, regardless of if you are walking, standing, etc., it's going to have a toll and nothing puts you more in the moment, like a blister, a hot spot, yeah. nothing. Nothing. Oh, your feet can't walk anymore. I, you know, it's funny, because I always wanted to like say, really, we had six and a half, half miles at one point uphill. Mm -hmm. I mean, uphill. It didn't stop. It kept going, you know, going and going and going. And I kept thinking, even the most seasoned hikers, this is going to get to them. I mean, seriously get to them. It's like, are you kidding me? Like, and I even know the people before, they would say to us, oh my God, get ready. This is a high day. And like, I think it was um, that wonderful, uh, the wonderful lodge, the owner, um, she would say to us, oh, I didn't like, I don't like your next day. It's too many, too many hills. And I'm like, oh, what does that mean? I, I always like, what does that mean? And then you did it. You're just like, are you kidding? Kidding me for the love of God, but but she was nice about yeah. the way that she phrased. Yeah, she's a hilly day. <laughs> they laughed, they giggled a lot. I'm sure. I bet. But I even thought with regard to um, with you, JC, the, the Malaysians, even and with Debbie and, and Jeannie and 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 and, and Christy, Christy, Christy yep. yeah, Christy. That 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 has gotta that has gotta. It was got. It had to hit. I mean, maybe you didn't say it much, but I was like, oh, seriously. Even some of the ones that were like looking really professional, I was like, I could see them panting. I was like panting too so I don't feel so bad <laughs> it was challenging for everyone yeah. regardless of how many miles they've done before I mean right. everyone had their Matterhorn it d just depended on which day happened to be that Matterhorn right. for true. them That's true. you know are they good at hills or did they not sleep well the night before or was this the day that they actually started walking by themselves right. and started to process this a little bit instead right. of just talking story the entire time so did you have a lot of uh, solo moments on I, El Camino? I did have some solo moments, and it was when I was going between kind of the middle group to the fast group yeah. to back to the back to see is everyone okay. And so I was like, okay, in order to catch up, I've yeah. got a book. And yeah. so I had yeah. solo moments then. And actually, the day that I enjoyed the most was the day that I walked with Denise. Okay. And it was... Um, uh, hello, Denise, if you're watching, uh, for those of, of you that went the, on the Camino with all of us, uh, Denise was spectacular, um, <laughs> and we had this series of four hills on this day, and it was so hot, and we had just some fabulous conversations yeah. with the people around us, and she actually had paparazzi waiting for her. <laughs> in Arzua, yeah. which is kind of this city that is famous for this cheese. Yes. And we had one cheesemaker's daughter with us on the group, so she was like ready to go yeah. and get cheese. And I'm from Wisconsin, so I was like, we're going to go and get cheese yeah. whenever we arrive. And yeah. so my deal with Denise was that we were going to have sangria and cheese yeah. as soon as we got there, and we weren't going to stop until we had it. Yeah. And we made it, and it was a wonderful celebration. I have to tell you, celebration, okay. Now, that is something that on day two of the El Camino, I didn't think I was going to be doing at all <laughs> on this entire hike. And I think those were, that were following my journey saw me on day two and it was not pretty. But I can tell you this, one of the coolest things for me on day two was I faced a lot of my own demons. 
and it was it almost for us almost set, like a little over 17 miles we got in the last and I was with Denise and and Rita that day and the coolest thing is that when we came to dinner everyone just clapped for us and it was like you know I was bawling and like it just we celebrated those are the those are the big accomplishments that you know that you can only um, experience as a group and I think that that was like one of my favorite things because we were all together as this group and I don't know if you had the same experience with I didn't get to know everyone super well but I got to know everyone to the point where they impacted my life for sure for sure for sure and there were people that weren't even a part oh, of yeah. our group that touched each and every one of right. us um, that was awesome that was I awesome. think that's the learning that comes from the Camino is uh, no man or woman is an island right and no man or woman is the Camino that's that's true you know I, I it's funny because the conversations were amazing I think and and I have to shout out to um, Dr. Habib Sadeji and the love button global movement because this little button were, it was like my purpose and my meaning for certain days and I did bring my my 17 in to the love button uh, revolution we like to call it the love revolution and it got me through some of my days because you know when you give someone a button that says or the chapa de amor um, that said love it you know you saw a smile but you also felt like oh and then you had a conversation I don't know I don't know if, if you were impacted by the love button at all but I certainly was and I I, I, I hope that it brought something to our group as well I think it uh, communicated through our group but it also touched others uh, as I mentioned before I kind of fluctuated between groups right. and there were times that I was not at the front and there was a very fast gentleman with a, a delightful spirit, Alex, and I. Alex. I <laughs> Captain him Alex, Rocket Man, because yes. he would sometimes <laughs> he would just bolt off yes. and had a, a burst of speed, and so occasionally I would see these love buttons at places that were surprising, yes. and it was a, a point that was a beautiful spot to appreciate, and that you should take in a little Mother Nature's love. Yes, for sure. No, and, and, and I, I thought that, you know, um, it was like that. And when I came up upon those spots after Alex was there, it made me smile. So it was kind of like, okay, we're passing on this incredible uh, spirit. And I think, you know, people go on the Camino for many, many reasons. And I don't know if you want to speak to why you said yes to this journey. I mean, you did say yes, why not? But now having done it, what is it that you've processed the whys? Um, for me, I always like writing myself a little message. Oh, yeah. And so I got little postcards for everyone in the group to write themselves a message. I wish I brought mine out. That's a great idea. And yeah. <laughs> um, to mail it to themselves, whether it was in Malaysia, the Midwest, to Washington, D.C., Florida, to say what you were feeling, what was your takeaway. And I said that the Camino doesn't end here. Mm. I sent it from the Santiago airport and I wanted to remember that feeling that that, that possibility of finding more, being more yeah. creative, what is the next chapter is always there. And I also put on there that my training partner has been my PIC, my partner in crime for the yeah. last seven years, that I didn't necessarily need to go through 
the rigorous training that um, I suggest that people do, <laughs> but yes. maybe didn't. But it, it doesn't matter. Um, I because I've been chasing him around the world for a while. And this uh, is Brian. Brian, yeah, Brian. He's here, but we couldn't get him on, so I have to call him out. So he's <laughs> I always say, someone's in the room, you got to call him out. So there you go. But um, yes. So uh, I wanted to mention that in my postcard to myself that says, hey, I was prepared for this because of somebody else. Yes, that's fantastic. That's really exciting. And you know, it's funny because when, when we were getting ready to go, I pulled my back out and I didn't even know if I was going to be able to, to walk, let alone walk <laughs> 77 miles, which just seems like completely ludicrous. But I also was supported by a great physical therapists from Symmetry, I, they helped me move my leg, and Dr. Canali, and, and my acupuncturist, Ava Pagulonga, I, I was helped out. I, I don't think I would have been able to even walk had it not been for all of them, and, and my, my good friend, Maite, so I appreciate that as well. I mean, and the fact that my husband's inspired enough to want to do it as well is kind of exciting because, you know, you can see that spirit happening in your family, and I think, you know, I love... I think this was a genius idea. May I show them your yep. front of the card? So it's a beautiful, a beautiful card. And I don't know if my Camino Amigos um, got theirs yet. I imagine they all did if they sent it from Santiago. So I think we got it pretty much right away. Mm -hmm. But um, there's symbols on this card that remind us all about El Camino. And it's the, the shell, which is very symbolic. Yes, she has, she has so her shell on. you can see my shells on my necklace as well as... You have the, I am assuming, the yellow arrow. Okay, the yellow arrow, which is on, can you see that? Oh my goodness, you can't see it on my camera, but the yellow arrow is the thing that kept showing you the mile markers, and she's got it around her, her neck right now. Can you see it? Yeah, you can see it on the, yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. What is that thing called, anyway? Um, I'm not quite sure what they're called. I, um, I call it my scarf hat, um... Bracelet. There you go. It's everything. It's your everything. <laughs> it can be anything. everything. I wanna. I wanna say that there's a brand name called Buffy or Buffer or something like that. But okay, uh, I'll put it in the in the yeah. comments. Yeah, so I'll put it later on. And if let me ask, let me tell it. you guys, if any questions come up and you want to ask us any questions, we're happy to answer them on um, on the Facebook feed. So please go ahead. If you have any questions with regard to El Camino, please be feel free to ask us because you know one of the best parts of the journey also is sharing the wisdom gained, which you know also goes to the creative spark that we can share with you, that maybe something that we talk about tonight ignites something in you, and maybe there's another, um, something for you that will come out of this. So I really wanted to um, encourage you guys that that's something that you'd want, and we can even bring you on, especially our Camino Amigos. If you want to come on, I'll bring you on to the camera, so we're happy to do that as well. Um, but I wanted to, um, I wanted to go back um, to, you said, you know, some of the spe most special moments you had mm -hmm. was the conversation when you were walking with Denise mm -hmm. on that day. Mm -hmm. and, and, I, and I keep thinking since our re-entry, and I don't know, all of you guys um, who went with us, and anyone who's actually gone on the Camino, you know, coming back into this hectic pace and this world and this life that we all deal with on a, on a constant basis. And, and I, I actually saw yesterday the interview, like the preview of the 60-minute interview with um, the Pope. And he said, um, simpler, simpler, simplicities, simpler times, uh, simplifying your life um, would actually give you the added impetus to enjoy your life. And I think on 
and El Camino, we only had really one job to do, if that was considered to be a job some days. Yeah, one foot, exactly, one foot in front of the other. And yeah, go ahead. One foot in front of the other, and although you may had a sat phone or you had an international plan, there were times that you were completely disconnected because you couldn't be on your phone. Right. Because you had one thing to concentrate on. Right. How am I going to get up this hill? Ha! <laughs> and sometimes it was a lot like, or oh, yeah. the reverse. How am I going to get down this hill? Because now my knees are hurting from yeah. the last couple days. You know, there were things that were talking to you that were more important yeah. than necessarily a like, a tweet, etc. Right. right. And so, huh. yeah, that's true. It's true. Not to say that the, for me, the communication I had with the people in the Facebook world was very much important to me. And I, and I think the only reason is it's just the encouragement and the cheerleading on. So, you know, um, that was really important to me to be supported and the love that surrounded me. I mean, sharing you got with you guys, you know, any kind of, you know, emotions that I had or anger that I had or whatever. I, I think that Janet Woods said to me, you know, the universe wants you to get the hell off the phone and focus on and I, I, I made me laugh. That was necessary. I needed to laugh. So, um, yeah, so yeah, so that was important. But she's right. It was hard to, you know, you don't really get distracted much when your main job is to get yourself moving to the next, the next thing. And we have a question from Karen Todd. She asks, how was it emotionally going into the numerous churches as you put one foot in front of the other on the trail? Did that lift you? How about you? Uh, great I question. Very good question. Uh, there were many places along the journey that you had the opportunity to enter into these churches that, for me coming from the United States, uh, there are very few relics that are as old as the churches that we were going into. We were walking next to fences that were older than <laughs> our, yeah. our cities. So yeah. it was absolutely awe-inspiring. And uh, some of the churches, uh, actually had whether it was a member of the church or someone that could explain a little bit of the history and I just think knowing the history that you're walking through that yeah. there have been um, I would say millions of people that have done this before you yeah and they did it without necessarily the camelbacks they did it without necessarily <laughs> that, the what did you call the thing that you had around your neck oh that's the bladder the bladder so, so <laughs> the bladder. you have a plastic water container that is in the shape of a bladder that has a hose and you put it in your backpack so that you don't have to have your hands on a water bottle yeah. and it's great but in the olden days it was a staff with a gourd on it yeah. And so, I mean, you have to think of how much easier it is now, but so many people have paved the way for us. And whether um, those were um, religious people that were coming from uh, Portugal, the Portuguese right. way, whether it was French people coming from the French way, mm -hmm. or it was British people coming from the British way, or yeah. those of us that were uh, kind of a hybrid from Asia and the United yeah. States all meeting yeah. to go to Santiago. Yeah. So, so um, one just to that point about the churches, I think one day uh, we were walking and I was with um, my little Petunia, I don't know if she want me to call her out, but um, Vicky, and, she, and basically the priest was standing in the middle of the road and I'm like hmm who's he and it didn't look like a priest and he's like okay so when a priest blocks your way and tells you to go into my church you pay attention so we actually went in the church actually was older 
or it was as old as the church in San, the cathedral in Santiago de Compostela and it was beautiful inside it was just incredibly peaceful and it was just a different experience and you know you're right Karen it was very emotional because it was very moving and it felt like you were in a time warp at times like this you were like lifted into another time and it puts into perspective where we are historically in this world and that we are a part of this fabric of time that that continues on and on and on and on. And I think when I watched it even into Santiago um, and, and the cathedral, when I fell into the, the pew, once again, I just cried because the beauty of the actual, um, what was in front of us, um, the, 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 the altar was gold and they turned the lights off when the, there's no mass and it was just, Incredible and you just had the idea that many people were before you in this and that you're now part of history watching this so um, That was incredible and and I don't know if you want to add anything else to that, but um My my nephew Ryan asks he's going to Switzerland So what did you do for training for the trip? And I think that I'm gonna pass over to Heidi <laughs> because she definitely did training for the trip Okay, so in flat terrain that is close to zero sea level it's very difficult to get prepared for hills elevation gain but you can do it basically i always tell people do a dress rehearsal with your gear and i mean yeah. ev all of it and i mean multiple times and then plan things out quite a few months in advance so that you can at least once go somewhere where there is a little bit of hills um i went to sedona arizona to do some training my both pairs of shoes uh, that I used were well um, well worn yeah. um, somebody mentioned that they're going to Switzerland Switzerland is going to be high elevation and so I'm gonna tell you right now you may want to go out to Colorado you may want to go out to California you may want to go out to the White Mountains and get adjusted to the elevation What's that? What if that's not an option? If that's not an option, yeah. at least visit your general practitioner. A general practitioner should be able to prescribe you with something that will be an elevation sickness pill. I believe the going, you know, name brand is called Diamox, but that will help you with the elevation sickness. So we're, we're talking headaches. We're talking about the accelerated heartache, or heartbeat, excuse me, and. Um, at any point in time when you are in an elevation that is challenging and you suffer that, your best thing is to hydrate and don't go any further. Go back down. So if you're hiking with a group, you need to just acknowledge to the leader that, okay, today is not my day that I'm going to go up another thousand feet. I'm going to go back down to where I felt okay and you take time. Have you so hiked? In Switzerland before? I did Switzerland last uh, summer. And, and what, where did you go exactly? Uh, Sils Marie, so outside of St. Moritz, as well as Zermatt and, oh, and Safé. Safé was absolutely phenomenal as well. So we started in um, Zurich and then took the train out to both of those areas. And Switzerland, I mean, you can set your watch uh, by the mass transit schedule. It's fabulous. <laughs> Everyone thinks it's a ski, a skiing place only. Forget that. The summer wildflower bloom is amazing. Yeah. And they turn those ski lifts and those gondolas into basically a way for hikers to get those first 7,000 feet out of the way. So then you've got only a couple thousand to deal with and you can see glaciers, oh, wildflowers. Awesome. That's except. exciting, Ryan. Um, uh, I don't, do you need the, the poles? 
In Switzerland? Okay, so I can actually give them to him if he wants them because I think that that was very helpful for me when I went to the mountains. I don't, I've never hiked Switzerland, but I mean, I've never hiked Switzerland. <laughs> I only hiked Santiago de Compostela, the road. So there you go. But um, if that's helpful, certainly I would be willing to share. And um, also, you know, that's some really great points. Um, I, I think that um, other venues, I, I think, that, you know, even when you go back to El Camino, what would you do differently to prepare for that again? Is it something that you know that since it's coming at you soon? So I wrote a blog post after our trip right. basically saying, okay, what would be six things that I would tell everyone to do? And I said, good hiking shoes. And I basically wrote down the two brands that I had. I had one that was a hiking boot and I had one that was a regular, I would say, hiking shoe. And they were very well worn and I didn't have many foot problems. The first thing that's gonna make your Camino or any hiking journey a little bit more mm, problematic. Challenging. Challenging. <laughs> Challenging. Yeah. Is is your foot gear. Yeah. So take care of it. We were so lucky and I think it was because we had such a high contingency percentage from sunny South Florida yeah, yeah, that we yeah, brought we the, sun, the sunshine. Yeah. But I mean, you have to be prepared for the weather. And right. that even means if you're going to a place that's going to be warm, make sure that you're bringing your rain gear, you're bringing layers, etc. I mean, gear, you need to be ready for that. So I was talking about uh, shoes, rain gear, the hiking poles, as right. well as having a backpack that is an actual hiking backpack so that your weight of the backpack is in your chest as well as at your waist right. so that you're not going to be having it all on your shoulders because after a while that gets problematic yeah. as well so yeah. you're going to get stress in in, neck, in your yeah. neck in your back and I mean you don't need that on top of your yeah. feet no. and and your muscles etc etc um, so the other thing that I was talking about in that blog post was the hiking poles for support so that you can use your your arms as well as well as for balance yeah. And then to make sure that you have uh, some tiger balm and oh, salad yeah, pause. Also, um, I do want to point out with, with the hiking shoes, mm -hmm. I had regular sneakers on the first day and I got water in them. I had something crazy going on in my feet. Oh, make sure you wash your socks because apparently brand new socks will give you some sort of allergic reaction that looks like gangrene and you think you're going to die. Well, I kind of had to get past that a couple of times and they were all okay. They're like, oh, they're fine, you're fine. I, my feet were swollen huge and they were like, I don't know. But the bottom line is I would not suggest wearing sneakers on this if you're hiking. Um, certainly, I thought the hiking boots would probably have been a good idea because I did um, I did sprain the posterior tibialis in my, my, my foot and it wasn't even hiking, it was, because of uneven pavement in the, the cheese place. And I still had two more days. And you know what, it would have been much better if I had the support of the hiking boot around my ankle so that, you know, I, cause you're tired too. And if you drink a little wine, you become tired and a little, you know, kicking back. But um, that being said, so I think those are great tips and coming from a naysayer at first and not taking anyone's <laughs> advice, I think that's wonderful advice to take. Um, and certainly, you know, if in Switzerland, what she said, the higher elevations, you know, I would definitely keep that in mind as well. Um, I think, I think, coming back to El Camino and actually um, thinking back to like a profound moment that you might have had where you felt like, you know, not that. Um, 
I'm not sure, like, I, I'm not, not like you're finding yourself, but it was that profound moment where you just saw that you're on the right path in your life. Did you have anything like that? I guess it was in Santiago for me. It wasn't at that moment that you reach kilometro zero. So zero kilometers right there in front of the church. It wasn't necessarily the mass either, in spite of the fact that we had a oh, blessing yeah. of seeing this big, uh, it was, big. It, it was <laughs> the, the, the incense burners are ginormous and it is such a physical feat. It's an art form that they are able to have this team of men that are pulling these ropes to make this Fumero, yes. this this smoking incense yes. dance throughout the naves of this cathedral. But it was actually having some people that weren't part of our 17-pack come up to me in Santiago and say, hey, it's so nice to see you here. Yes. That was cool. And one of those people was from England. Another yeah. two sisters were from Houston. Another two were from Florida, yeah. and and that was amazing that mm -hmm. there was something about the essence of us doing this together at the yeah. same time that they said, thank you for being here. Yeah, that's awesome. That was that was amazing. I, I, I go back to the fact that it was the connections made, and you know, you might not ever see these people again, but our lives did impact each other by virtue of the fact that we crossed paths for maybe a day or you know, um, for the whole time, perhaps, because we did see people over and over and over again. They did show up on El Camino. It's funny when they did show up, it's like, oh, it's you, you know, oh, it's you, it's you, it's you, you know, so that was um, really amazing. And I, I do want to point out as well, the you know, I, I, I set out with a lot of intention. Like I, every day I woke up and I walked for um, certain people in my life. And it's interesting for me how I walked and that, the, similar to the people that I walk for, like for instance, like you know, um, Vicky would say my kids. But one day I walked for the Parkland 17, and all of a sudden I was not with my my group, and I walked with high school students for the entire time. I walked with the high school students of that area, and it's more interesting that the name of the high school student or the high school was Compania Maria, which Mary is my mother's name. So my mother showed up all over. El Camino for me in so many ways and and I find that to be really beautiful because I think when you start paying attention to the synchronicities in life you start to become amazed by the magic that shows up in your life and and for me that was really really important in in this journey I don't know if that's something that and I know that because you are a very magical person too you know in many ways maybe maybe we're not that we're not exactly alike in the way we see the world however I do align with the energy of you because of, of how you embrace the world, which is, you know, I, I really want to go back to like the whole creative ideas about how you see, the perspective how you see the world. Mm -hmm. Yes, and I don't know if you want to add to that at all. I guess for me, I didn't know what I wanted out of the Camino and I kind of just let it flourish along the way. There were parts of me that said, will I do this again? <laughs> While you were walking it, really? While I was walking wow, it. really well. Mm -hmm. And I actually, that's why I wrote myself 
that the Camino doesn't end here. It's a double entendre there. Yes. It means that you haven't finished processing right. what we just did. And yes, this is one end point, but the Buen Camino yeah. still continues. I love the Buen Camino. And one of the things that you may not know if you haven't done the Buen Camino is people acknowledge each other's presence mm, I love that. when they pass each other or when they just meet in passing and they say Buen Camino, which means have a good passage, way, a good trip. Yes. And it was a reminder that they're acknowledging your presence. Yeah, and I think seen. that was just a real lesson that Yes. It, at least I know that I have been a culprit of this, of going out to the mailbox and maybe looking down at the street instead of necessarily talking to the neighbor yes. because I was in a rush. Yeah. But, I mean, that's really not uh, the way that you get the most out of life and can give the most out of life. I, I, you said it a lot at the beginning to get us all ready to do it. And... That really impressed upon me. I was like, oh, this is strange, Buen Camino. And the more and more, everybody says it. So um, I, that's huge. And, and Karen's asking, what is drawing you back, Heidi, to El Camino? Any unfinished lessons, maybe? Un, unfinished lessons or unknown lessons? I mean, uh, I think that it's cliche to say life is a journey. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah. uh, it... The Camino is going to look differently to me because it's the second time doing it and it's going to be different people that are going with me. Although many of them have traveled with me in the past, they've traveled with me to Cuba, they've mm -hmm. traveled with me elsewhere, just like on this trip. Many of them had gone to Cuba or Peru with me, but in this journey that you're not on necessarily a tour bus and that you're physically walking at a slower pace, you get to know people on a different level and I do try to tell people do take some time that you're just on your own right so that you're not just gabbing the entire way that you do say, take some time to have that alone time whether that's uh, talking to yourself in your blisters yeah. or you're talking to someone who may be walking with you who's not physically walking with you you know someone that you're your, like me, yeah 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 like me like your story yeah yes. like my story which it was interesting because when we had our our day together. I mean, it was mm -hmm. funny because I, I gave everybody out um, butterflies at the end of those who walked with me and I felt like, you know, I wanted to acknowledge their wings, that they helped me fly higher because of their sharing their wings with me. And their wings could be their story or, you know, just the encouragement or, you know, just sharing, you know, really. And, um, but you're right, when that day when we were walking together and sharing our stories about you and your family and mine family, you know, it does. It makes you feel like you're not so alone in this world. And I did walk by myself some days. I did have time by myself. But sometimes I, I, yeah. got lost by yourself. <laughs> I got lost. Yeah, the sweeper had to come railing after me. Like that was not good. But you sometimes know. dancing by herself. Sometimes well. by myself. So as it's well. not all bad to <laughs> be by yourself. No, right. Not all bad to be by yourself. Yeah, <laughs> there's some joy in it I, I, as well. But I think what what Heidi says, and you know, I have to admire this in you because I really do love this about you. And that's one of the things I love about our friendship, is that you are an adventurer and you take life on. And and this is for anybody out there who who wants to take life on with somebody whose enthusiasm matches that sentiment. I really think that uh, maybe El Camino might be might be for you in October because I think that there's something that opens up 
inside you when you face your own fears and 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 allow them to be set you, you they're there but you set them aside because you see others not doubting themselves and doing it and you know the, the fact is we're all human and we all have fears and doubts that's okay but not to allow that to limit the possibility of our lives is one of the biggest lessons that I, I got. And I think that, you know, my reasons for doing El Camino were much more um, profound in the fact that I was walking with my mother and I wanted to put aside some of the suffering that I had gone through. But the actual reality is I was with people who were facing their fears too that were, had overcome huge obstacles in their life going through very challenging times as well as we speak and and didn't allow that to stop them to experience this beautiful world we live in and i find that to be so inspirational as well as impactful for my life as i take the next step in my life and career and journey etc and i and i know that about you the fact that what you've gone through and what you continue to do is that it's not limited by maybe one thing that you would think that could overwhelm you, but like you say, it's post-traumatic growth, which I find is incredibly um, influential and, and, and powerful, really. And, and you know, it's funny because I, I say um, in my book, The Magical Guide to Bliss, you know, I followed it. I actually listened to my own writing, which is so crazy because, you know, if you don't do that, you're kind of a hypocrite <laughs> and you can't really go out there and tell other people to do it. So, you know, even like even in this month and, and then the fact that you said yes to this interview and that we're here talking about our incredible different experiences, but yet we did merge together is, is fantastic. So when I um, start, I ask, what's your intention? And, and I think you said one more, right? And I, I think, said one more person and it was another double meaning. Right. It was to maybe change the perspective of one more person yes. or hey, have one more person come along in October. And I heard you say, light a fire under one more person to not live in your fears and doubts. And if something's itching at you and if it's, it's moving you, you pay attention, you actually say yes, because why not? That's what she said to me, why not? And we didn't know whether it was gonna come together or not, and it did, it did so magically, and the people who actually showed up, amazing, and, and the experience that we've had together, amazing. So I say, why not to you? So I um, have you pick a number now, and this is the number that's gonna match that intention of having someone out there saying, why not to your next journey to travel with you or even to travel with me in this world because you know I follow Heidi so I, I get my inspiration my energy from other people that I I admire their energy which I do so go ahead and pick a number Heidi number is six six alright so you're gonna read from six page number six in my book and this is going to match <laughs> there you go my friend so read it out loud. Can you read it? If you don't make time for your dreams, then who will? Most people are so busy knocking themselves out, trying to do everything they think they should. They never get around to doing what they want to do. Kathleen Windsor, American author. We all live very busy, stressful, and overly packed lives. Take time out of yours to ask yourself, 
Am I taking the time to do the things that make me feel alive? Mm. Never let others' mundane expectations take precedence over the activities that are important to you. In your desire to perfectly fulfill others' expectations, you could be missing out on opportunities that would bring your mm -hmm. satisfaction and joy. Amazing. You may assume that you have all the time in the world to accomplish your dreams, but in reality, you may be putting off pursuing exactly what you need to do to set yourself in a positive direction. Mm -hmm. And what for? To drive yourself crazy as you prioritize others' values over your own? Today mm -hmm. is the day. Start thinking about what sparks your curiosity. Spontaneously brainstorm a list of activities that stimulate your creative spirit. Uh, adventure. Adventure. <laughs> don't wait for the nod from another, for if you don't make time for your dreams, who will? In those sacred moments, envision yourself as a happy, innovative, fulfilled person living a truly amazing life on earth. Place your energy where it needs to be and make your mark. That's right. Can't wait to see where it takes you. And it just might take you to El Camino in October, which I would definitely encourage you all to do. And her magical key to bliss is take one small step toward furthering your dreams, which I can't imagine anything more perfect that would match your intention tonight, which I love that about my book. It's like, anyway, total synchronicities in life. And yes, me first, right, Karen? <laughs> there you go. So uh, there was a question that said, what is calling you back? And I do also have to say that Spain is an amazing culture. Oh, it's beautiful too. Uh, beautiful landscape. And um, quite honestly, if you love food and wine, get your butt on the Camino, you yeah. know? do the adventure and then refuel. It's yeah. wonderful. Yeah, it is clearly a reset, I think, is what I I also felt on El Camino. It's a reset with amazing people within, without, everywhere. And it's like like you said, why not? You got to do it now and follow your dreams because, you know, it's calling and maybe this is the invitation that you needed tonight from Heidi. And and and, 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 and I definitely, um, yeah, she, she kept me safe. <laughs> she and Rita kept me safe. I did take off on my own little path, which is typical me because I showed up authentically, which I want to say is exactly what I, what I, I came for. So I want to thank you all for being a part of my episode six of Manifesting with Meg. I want to thank Heidi for joining me on this incredible interview and sharing with all of you our El Camino journey. Our next one um, will be um, next week, actually, next Monday, with Denise Lane. So I'm sure she's going to be sharing with us all the great things that she learned from Heidi, because I do know that that one day with you was incredibly profound for her as well. And um, you know, we all we all place uh, importance on those people who do show up in our lives. And I want to thank you, Heidi, for saying why not and yes when when I asked because this was something that was spiritually profound for me and a lot of beautiful things are continually coming my way and it has a lot to do with you saying yes because I don't know if I could have done it alone once again creative collaboration is finest so I want to thank you I want to thank you for your talents your gifts your enthusiasm your logistic control your detail-oriented self because I am not that way and oh wait and Karen says and you're crazy <laughs> there you 
air traffic controller. Oh yeah, no, she's awesome. This, this way, this way. Yeah, but I think that God put a lot of people with different talents. And yes. they all benefit each other because you don't want a lot of the people who have the same stuff. So mm -hmm. I want to thank you for that. I want to thank my Camino amigos out there, all of you who are sharing this with us tonight. We love you. We miss you. We do miss you. Yeah, it was a it was a great experience, and um, I'd like you to have the last word tonight, my friend. Um, I think that the Camino reminds you to be in the moment. And so if you don't have the opportunity to start on that Camino tomorrow, there's a mantra that I started that is called look up. And uh, perhaps right now, perhaps tomorrow when you're on your drive to work or perhaps um, at a point where you just want to let out that adult temper tantrum, take a moment and say, look up. What can I appreciate about this moment? Yeah. Is it the sunset? Is it the song that's playing on the radio? And then also say, maybe this situation I can positively spin. Yeah. And um, so look up and Buen Camino, to me, have a very symbiotic relationship. So for those of, yeah. watch, or those of you that are watching, uh, Buen Camino. Buen Camino. And maybe in October. So yes, we'll put a link for everything. Yes, we'll so if you want to go, that. yes. So anyway, love you guys. Have ciao, a great ciao. evening. Bye bye.